I'm Corey. I'm the lead singer and guitarist of 90s Kids. I'm Matt, and I play the keyboard. I'm Robbie. I play lead guitar, keyboard, and backup vocals. And I'm Jordan, and I play the drums. I was reading a little bit about you guys, and I know that Corey and Robbie, you guys met in a fraternity together in college. Um, I was just wondering when you started playing music together. It's kind of interesting. I think, so this is Corey here. I started playing music with with Robbie just off and on because we were roommates in college for a couple years. Oh, wow. I started playing music with Robbie just kind of jamming on acoustic guitars probably when we were about 19 or 20, sophomores in college. And then um, I met Matt separately, and, and Matt does a lot of production for us and plays the keys and stuff. Met them separately, and, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, why don't we start something out of this? And so I uh, kind of just introduced the two guys together and, um, that's how, that's how we all started. We, we knew each other separately and then just kind of converged and it, it all worked out perfectly because we have very different musical tastes that all complement each other well. So, wow. So Corey, Robbie and Matt, you all went to Ohio university. Yeah, we did. Wow. That's insane. That's really cool. And then, uh, how'd you guys meet Jordan? How did we meet Jordan? So, so Jordan played in a pretty cool band around Columbus called personal public. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my old band, a couple old projects that I had played in, um, Jordan's band shared the stage stage with us. And, uh, when Jordan's old band ended, um, you know, we all thought what a perfect guy to play drums for us. And so we, we met him and we had known him through a few mutual friends and shared the stage with him before and got together with him and, and it all just vibed. And here we are. That's perfect. The, the perfect love story of a band. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that you started playing together back when you were guys were like 19, sophomores in college. How, how is, obviously your music must have evolved since then. I was just wondering kind of how your sound has changed over time. This is Robbie. So as Corey said, we were in a fraternity together. We met freshman year. Um, sophomore year, we would play like just, it was mainly just acoustic stuff. I was in like a little YouTube cover thing. Um, with a girl named Lexi that I'm, we're both friends with. And he actually joined in on one of the YouTube videos. We covered uh, a Justin Bieber song. What was it? Love Yourself. Love Yourself. Oh, yeah, good one. Um, yeah, so if you look up Robin Lex, Love Yourself, you'll see me and Corey. Ah. Out Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was mainly just kind of hanging out, playing acoustic guitar. That, that's the main type of guitar I was playing until this band started. Um and I, I don't know. I, I've always believed in Corey. I thought he was really talented. He asked me to pick up the electrics for this band, and I, I was pumped about it. So, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, '90s kids actually probably didn't start until I would say we started writing music for '90s kids about uh, about July or August of last year. No and, way. Uh, you know, and and now we're we're here. We we actually released our first single in December, so we're not quite a year old yet. Wow, that's but, insane. It's evolved a lot. And you have a lot of music, actually, for just being under one year old. Yeah, we're uh, we're writing a lot. Um, we're playing a lot. This is pretty much what we do all the time, and we love it. We love just hanging out, writing music, experimenting. And, I mean, for each song we have out, we probably have 10 demos that were just weird and horrible and experimental <laughs> and stuff. But that's kind of how it goes, you know? Yeah, especially when you're not even when it's not even one year yet. Um, you yeah. guys were talk- saying that you're writing all the time. What is, what's like your typical songwriting process like? It's kind of, it's kind of strange. It, 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 
originates from different places. So um, somebody will come up with an idea, and it'll either start with, with my computer or Matt's computer, and we'll demo something out and just kind of bring it to the table as a very uh, as a very young, premature idea. Um, and then we all get together and sort of jam on that. Mm. Um, so it's, it's usually a demo that starts on somebody's computer in some very, uh, very young state. And then the songs change a lot as we write them. We're not afraid to experiment and pull stuff apart and put it back together in different ways. Um, so each song that we, that we write takes quite a while, I would say. I mean, you know, the song Adeline probably only took about a week, really. Really? Yeah. But then there's a song, you know, classic took like... We started in, what, August? Yeah. And until December? Yeah, so like some songs will take months and, and other songs will just take like a week. It all just kind of depends how much experimentation it takes and, and how much we want to try out with the song and if we're doing something new with it. Um, so it's, it's a very fluid process. It's very collaborative. Um, and it's always different every time. We don't really have like a, like a set process for it. All right. I guess that's cool. That makes every song unique. <laughs> and I have to say, Adeline, that's crazy that it only took a week because that's literally what my, I think my favorite song from you guys. It's just so damn <laughs> good and catchy. And I'm telling you, when I posted your video to Twitter, suddenly I got like all these likes and like all that. <laughs> so people definitely awesome. like it too. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that song the other day. It's like, like no matter what happens with this band or how many songs we write that we really like, the one song we would never retire or stop playing live would be Adeline. It's uh, just it's just too fun to play live, and it's just it's a very special song to us. Uh, I mean, it's so good. It's so it's actually what got me hooked to you guys when I first. It was the first song I heard by you guys, so I like that one too. Um, what are some of the main topics of songs that you write about? I think they kind of range, but it, it's all sort of nostalgic feelings about relationships. Um, about, uh, you know, just feelings that you have towards other people or, or real-life situations. Um, I would say that we really try to make each song about something specific, um, about kind of a memory or a feeling that you had that really, that you relate to, that, that people might <clears throat> that people might relate to or, or find, some, uh, find some comfort in listening to. And, and uh, you know, that's what we really try to do is, is bring out the nostalgic factor of, you know, what is it like being in a relationship in this day and age as a millennial, per se? Um, what is it like navigating those waters? Um, so it, it's, it's definitely kind of the whole feel of nostalgia, relationships, just what is life like when, when you're a millennial in 2018? Um, so I think our topics will definitely continue to evolve, but it's really just what we're feeling in the moment. That's awesome. And like you said, super relatable. And it kind of goes so perfectly with your band name. <laughs> you know, that feeling of nostalgia. Uh, how'd you guys How'd you guys think of the band name 90s Kids? Besides that you're probably all 90s kids? Probably? <laughs> we are. We yeah. are technically 90s toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all like, we were born between what? Like 94. 94 and 96. Six. Oh my god you guys so are young i guess young. you could really call us 90s toddlers but um it's really about more than just being born in that time period it's, it's really about um people that were born in that area that the generation of of quote-unquote 90s kids are really the generation of nostalgia um you know we grew up in a world that didn't have iphones and ipads and and ai and all this stuff and computers 
everywhere. Um, and so we kind of have fond memories of, of the past and what it's like. Um, but we're also a very future-driven generation. And I think that kind of makes the idea of the quintessential 90s kid kind of interesting and kind of different than other generations is because we have such fond memories of of living life in a, in a simpler way without technology. But we also are very future-driven people who, who want to make a life for ourselves and, and want to adapt um, and, and be up to speed with all that. So uh, I think it sort of describes who we are as people, and it, it sort of speaks for, for that whole generation. So that's kind of what 90s kids means to us. Wow, you definitely just summed up being a 90s kid very easily. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, oh yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like you look on Facebook and you see all these memes and stuff, like only 90s kids will remember this. Mm-hmm. And that kind of resonated with all of us because we're like, that's true. Like, but why is that true? And that we kind of dug into that and we're like, well, why don't we call ourselves that? You know, nineties yeah. kids. And, and it just came about perfectly like that because it's such a unique generation and you kind of feel like an in-betweener. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't want it any other way. I was wondering who are some of your, and then this could be like, it could be as a band. Who are some of your biggest musical influences or, you know, for your instrument growing up when you first got an instrument, who were your influences? Yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of people can tell when we um, release a song, a lot of the times it kind of reminds people of the 1975. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's all of our favorite bands. Um, I mean, Corey has like a 1975 tattoo on his arm. We just oh, um, look up to them and you know, we love the fact that they are able to release pop music while also being experimental and different. And, um, yeah, so that they're our main influence as a band, I would say. Um, this is Robbie, by the way. I, I'm, I'm a guitar player. I would say my biggest influence growing up, I, I don't know if you've heard of a band called Switchfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love Switchfoot. John Foreman, he's, he's my childhood hero. He, uh, he's the reason I picked up the guitar and um, kind of paved the way for me wanting to get into music. Um, I was just looked up to them big time growing up in middle school and everything. And um, I, I'd probably dragged my dad out to 10 Switchfoot concerts before I was even in high school. And I, I think like the rest of our influences are, are pretty across the board. And that's what makes this band kind of interesting. Like I'm very into to like Blink-182 and, and I grew up kind of listening to, to Blink-182 and Taking Back Sunday and kind of uh, like yep. emotional <laughs> alternative rock stuff. And then, and then Matt. Yeah. Um, so like I, I grew up listening to like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Queen and all that stuff. Cause that's like what my dad was doing. That's really when I became like obsessed with music as a kid. And like, I found my dad's high voltage AC or like CD in the basement by ACDC. And I just became obsessed with that. And, I started taking drum and guitar lessons when I was in, like, sixth grade, and ever since that, I've just, like, music's been my life, really. This is Jordan. <laughs> hey, Jordan. <laughs> hey. Um, no, I, I think I agree with the band consensus. Like, the 1975 is a huge influence. I just think that the way they, like, blend, uh, you know, pop music with, like, all these, like, artistic sensibilities is really interesting. Uh, personally, I think... Growing up, I was similar to Matt in that I was raised on a lot of, like, classic rock, but it was more like prog rock, like Rush 
and, uh-huh. and, um, Triumvirate. And, and obviously as a drummer, you have to like rush because of their, their drummer. <laughs> yep. Um, but growing up, I kind of got a lot more into like hip hop and EDM. Um, but you know, obviously alternative bands are still a huge part of my musical <laughs> listening. So we got like this mishmash of different genres that we all grew up on, but I, I think it definitely lends itself to, the type of music we play and what we want to write and not being afraid to experiment. So you're not even a year yet, but you've performed with a lot of awesome people. Like The Wildlife is another band that I love. Um, Orphan the Poet, I just saw them a couple, uh, like a month ago or so. What are some of your favorite stories from performing or great moments you've had on tour? It's, there's been a lot. And we've, we have gotten the blessing of playing with such great artists um, so young as a band. And I would say... The best thing, and, and there's, I wouldn't say there's that many crazy stories because we've worked so hard at putting together a great show and, yeah. and just try to have fun with it. But I would say the, the best thing overall is just getting to meet these people and getting to bounce ideas off them. Um, you know, like like the dudes in the wildlife are great. They're, they're great guys. The Orphan, the Poet, great guys. Um, Fangs, Jake is an awesome guy. And, and uh, you know, there's so many that we couldn't even name, but I think that you, I think that you're able to learn something from every single person that you play with. Um, I would say each of our probably favorite show, um, Jordan wasn't in the band yet. Uh, so he's the odd man out here, but I, I think our favorite show from just a sense of community and fun was, uh, we played in Athens, Ohio at our, at our school, Ohio university. And, uh, the, the guys are laughing at me right now. Cause I may have, uh, indulge myself a little bit too much with the, <laughs> with the wine beforehand. Um, but, uh, it was just awesome. Um, it's awesome when you're in a crowd of your friends, just close people that are singing every single word and just want to have fun with you. Um, and, and that kind of thing is what drives us to keep playing music. Those experiences where you, you walk up and you're playing in front of people that you love and that you know, and you, you want them to have a great time. And so I would say an ex, like a mix between making all these great connections and meeting all these awesome people um, and, and then playing in front of people that we love at a great show like that Ohio University show. Um, it, it's just all kind of loops itself into just a crazy whirlwind of a first year as a band that's just been beyond anything we ever could have hoped so i know that's a very general answer to your question um but it truly feels like a lot has happened in the last year so much that you know it's been it's crazy to think it's even been a year um but but yeah so many so many great people we've met and so many great opportunities that we've had um it's just been it's been a dream come true so far that's awesome. I love that you said that it's, you know, you've learned something from every single person. I think that's probably the best part of it, that everyone brings something to the table, something different that you can learn from. If you could have, yeah. if you could have any dream tour with any band ever, <laughs> who would your dream tour be with? Jeez. Ooh, that's, that's a question right there. I know, we I gotcha. We think about this every single day. We're like, who do we want to tour with? But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll answer for myself, and I think I answer for the other guys in, in saying that, you know, while it would be awesome to tour with our huge influences like, you know, the 1975 or Walk the Moon or anybody, I think it would be equally as awesome to be able to tour with a, a band of just friends of ours. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, we're really close with a band called Harbor from Cincinnati. Uh, shout out to those guys. They're awesome. 
um, you know, anybody like the Wildlife Fangs, any of these bands we've made connections with would be would be equally as fun, um, you know, as as touring with anybody just because you learn something new from those people every day. You make friendships with those people. So I think one band that you may have played tonight uh, is called Joan. Mm, we yep. we love Joan, and that's kind of our dream tour right now. Um, they're sort of, I guess you could call them underground, but they're starting to blow up, and they're great musicians, and uh, they're kind of everything that, that we want to be at this level of our career. And I think Joan, would you guys agree? Yeah, We'd love to tour with those dudes. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so funny. You guys are... I, you guys are awesome because you also shout out other bands. And I actually heard of Joan from a past interview you did with, I'm not sure who, um, but I read that you guys mentioned Joan. And so I, I just like checked them out and was like, oh, wow, they're really good also. So thanks for introducing <laughs> me to other bands too, because I love to listen to new music as well. Um, of course. As you said, like 1975 is one of your favorite bands and they're honestly one of mine too. I don't have a tattoo of them, but... <laughs> but I promise I still like them. Um, how <laughs> much do you love their new music that just came out? This is just a side note. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great because it's, great it's so consistent. Like, it's, I, I was like waiting for like a uh, one, but it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, like they, they put out new records or new singles and, and you expect them to falter, but even on like um, sort of rougher cuts, they still just, they kill it. They just come out with something unique and kind of zany, but also very like interesting and thought provoking. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like what, like going off of what Jordan just said is like all of the five singles they released uh, for the new record are they literally all five could be on different albums. Yes. Um, but I think the fact that they're willing to experiment so much and 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 being so consistently experimental makes it consistent musically it's weird because you listen to like two time which is like a, a <laughs> tropical house you yep. know bop that sounds like drake and then you listen to it's not living which is like unapologetic <sighs> like oh. bruce springsteen 80s rock yeah but you're like these are totally different songs <laughs> but they they make sense together yeah and it's, it's some weird way but they do yeah i agree sorry i just need to go off onto that since we were talking about them Enough about them, and I want to hear about your brand new single, Heartbeat. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, I, I think Heartbeat um, is something, it's a song that means a lot to each of us because I think you listen to most of our songs so far, and they're very, they're very generally happy and very generally, you know, just upbeat. And Heartbeat still is upbeat, and it's still sort of a quote unquote banger in some ways, um, but it, it has the most deep and, and like, emotional lyrics that i think we've ever put out and it's a song that's it's a very real situation and it's very it's a very real uh, you know feeling of of what it's like to experience that heartbreak and, and missing someone in in this day and age as a as a millennial you know in this current culture that we all live in and um i would say writing wise it was the most collaborative experience we've had even though we've always been very collaborative but you know like i came up with a demo and then i sent it to matt um and it my demo was very vanilla and just some lyrics and and then i sent it to matt and he sends it back with all these crazy like you hear the heartbeat sound effects and all that stuff mm -hmm. that was all matt he just 
he just went nuts on it. And I think that's when we realized like this song, we could really do something with it. So I think the, the aspect of the lyrics being so personal and it being such a collaborative song that was so much care was put into it. I think that's why it means so much to us, um, you know, as a band and why we're always going to love that song. Awesome. Well, I love it. And it is like pretty standout and different from a lot of your other music that you've put out. Definitely trying to experiment a little bit more with our sound and we're, we're trying to, you know, be unafraid of, of what we put out there. And, you know, if we're feeling something and, and if we want to try something new, we're not going to be afraid to, to experiment. I think you'll see that moving forward as a lot of the stuff that we're writing right now is, is very different from, you know, from our whole discography, but it makes sense in a way that, you know, we want to experiment. Um, and it'll still sound like nineties kids, but it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very unapologetically experimental. Ooh, if you will. I love that. Unapologetically experimental. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you guys go, uh, I want to play a game with you and it's a game that I used to play with my guests a while ago and I haven't done in so long and it's called this or that. And this is nineties version since you're nineties kids. Basically, I'm just going to name you two different things from the 90s, and you'll just tell me which one you like more. So, the first one is Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? NSYNC. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Oh. Backstreet Boys. Jordan, <laughs> is, Jordan is the odd man out here. Uh, I don't know how you could pick in Backstreet Boys. <laughs> All right. Um, Britney, Spe- <laughs> Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Oh. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Aguilera. Yeah. yeah. Vocal, vocal wise, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but as far as like cultural impact, definitely Britney yeah. Spears. I'm gonna go to Spears all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would probably say yeah, Britney. <laughs> um, Jay Z or Eminem, and that's really tough. Eminem. Jay Z. Uh, yeah. Jay-Z. Uh, I grew up on Eminem. I don't know. Eminem is amazing though. I know these are all like. I'd probably go Eminem, but I do love Jay Z. I mean, everything I'm naming is pretty. Like, I like both. Um, all right, I'm going. To these ni- are hard questions, man. You're, these, you're these, them at I'm us. going. It's really hard now. All right, now '90s movies: <laughs> Lion King or Aladdin. Lion King. Lion King. Yeah. Not even <laughs> all right, all right, good call. <laughs> um, The Matrix or Jurassic Park? The Matrix. Oh, Jurassic Park. I'm a Jurassic Park fan myself. Um, <laughs> um, they're right. both classics. They're classics. So either way, it's like a win-win. I'm not judging anything <laughs> you're saying. Um, all right, let's do some toys. Furbies or Tamagotchis? Tamagotchis. Yeah. <laughs> Tamagotchis. Yep. <laughs> Furbies are a little, a little creepy. They're man. definitely creepy. Why. Maybe it's the eyes. The eyes are definitely creepy. <laughs> I don't want to admit this, but I had a Furby collection when I was here. <laughs> what? Wait, who was that? Who had the Furby collection? Robbie's out of the band. Wow. Uh, oh, N64 or Game Boy? Ooh. 64 for me. Game Boy. So, oh, I, I, I love Furby. I so much, but Pokemon on my Game Boy. Yep. Mm. I hate my life. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Pokemon. Well, Pokemon Red, Here's how Red I or Blue? <laughs> I, I still play N64. I literally have an N64 in my in my living room, like five feet away from where I am right now. I still play it. That's so badass. It's, games were that. so good. Yeah, I still I have a Super Nintendo and I still play that. <laughs> it's, it's like, like you know, nothing beats 
Mario Kart on the 64. Exactly. On Nintendo, you know? Yep, it's true. Uh, the last one I'm going to give you is Friends or Seinfeld. Friends. Friends. Yeah. Um, oh, we, got, we got two against one, and we got a tiebreaker. We got two for Friends. We got one for Seinfeld. Uh, wow. I would say Friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Friends, too. It might be one of the best shows ever. It's the, I think it is one of the best shows ever. <laughs> um, it's so, amazing. You guys, I want to thank you again so much for chatting with me. And I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, going over some of the 90s stuff and telling us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Evan. Uh, yeah, we so we appreciate you uh, listening to us ramble for a while and uh, <laughs> love the support. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. See you later.